Hey, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm here with the Leo King. What's going on, brother? <laughs> How are you doing, Andrew? Real good. Astrologist. Astrologer. You know, there's so many names for it, I don't even know anymore. I yeah. mean, I go by an astrologer. Okay. But um, people call us astrologists or charlatans. What? A <laughs> How'd you get into it? Well, I guess, yeah, it it was kind of a weird story because long story short, I was in high school and I was dating a bunch of cheerleaders and my buddy was like, you know, they're all the same. I'm like, actually, they're not all the same. All the cheerleaders aren't the same. And so I, you know, I'm 34. So that was in the day of AOL 56K. I went on AOL. I started looking up like I'm a Leo. This chick's a Pisces. Oh, I'm a Leo. This chick's a whatever, a Taurus. Okay. And I started doing it with that basics. Yeah. And I had seen a book at the library at my school about astrology. And when, so I read Leo, I was like, oh, this has to be me. Like it really described me to a T. And I read the other signs and I'm like, no, it doesn't sound like me at all. Hmm. And then uh, I actually was in the military and I got kicked out of the military and ended up in uh, the brig in prison for 30 days when I was 18. Wow. And so when I got out, I was 19 and I was like, what the heck happened? I was like the captain of the water polo team, you know, like I was doing good in my life. Yeah. And so I used astrology to figure out why. That's when I started looking at charts and it was right there in my chart, the exact time frame of when I got in the military and it got extreme during the time of me entering into jail. It was pretty gnarly. It said in your chart that you went to the military and jail and everything. Yeah, Specifically. Specifically. Huh. Pretty crazy. That is pretty specific. What chart? Where did you see this chart? Like- uh, it's basically just called a natal chart. And so there's two forms of astrology. There's Western astrology and then there's Eastern astrology. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up a Western astrology chart, which is much more um, more what astronomy is based upon, but also with this kind of old Greek mythology based system. Hmm. Um, and long story short, uh, it was through that chart which I was able to figure all that out from. What got you kicked out of the military? Uh, I went AWOL a couple times because I got bored and I went and partied and um, I got kicked out from marijuana and AWOL like three times. I went AWOL three times. What does that mean? Like Absence without leave, like deserter. Okay. Now what do you do? You, you have your YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, you do, uh, you charge people to re- do their readings or anything? Yeah, so now um, I've been doing astrology full-time now for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Started in reality television and doing it on reality shows. So Hmm. um, in the 2000s, I did a lot of reality shows. And then my main one was on ABC called True Beauty. And I came out as an astrologer. And I was on Venice Beach on the boardwalk doing readings for people. That's Mm -hmm. how I was making kind of a living. It was kind of like donation-based. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to put this on YouTube every day and do a daily horoscope. Do you know anything about Myers-Briggs? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're big into that. Do you know what you are? I'm an ENFJ. I'm an ISFP. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one I feel like is a little more, makes a little more sense to me. But the astrology, I mean, it's, you've obviously you've probably run into haters or whatever, people that don't think it's real. Oh yeah, I would <laughs> think about being an astrologer. Not only does the science community be the most ultimate, you know, the ultimate skeptics, but yeah. then you also have the religious people who are against you as well that think you're demonic or whatever. So I get it from both sides. So it's like kind of like I, I'm always expecting somebody to not. So, like it. 
I mean, yeah, the whole scientific community dismisses it as false. Correct. Um, that doesn't bother you at all. Not at all, because they they're not they're not even looking at it from what astrologers do. So they're looking at how astronomy is based, based on the rotation of the constellations and their progression, basically, and their precession is the actual term. Um, and so they don't understand how we do astrology. They're looking at it as like, well, the constellations are shifting, and then they try and add this, you know, a ficus, right, as this 13th sign, and they get really confused because they're not understanding that astrology is based off what we learned in in third grade, which is the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Cap Capricorn, which is basically understanding the, the equinox cycle, which is basically the seasons and knowing that the sun and the earth every year, no matter what's changing on the planet, we're always going to have the spring and the summer at the same time, the fall at the same time, the winter at the same time on the same places around the world. That never changes no matter what the tilt is, no matter where we're at in the galaxy, that's always constant. Hmm. And so they've never looked at it from that perspective. And that's a perspective that goes back to Egyptology, that goes back to Babylonia, that goes back to especially the Greek, and even goes all the way back to uh, the Vedas and the Vedic uh, Indian astrology, or the Tibetans use astrology still with the lunar cycle, and they base all of their ceremonies and their meditations and everything off the lunar cycle. Mm -hmm. So basically every culture in the whole entire world that's going back to the beginning of what we know as humankind used astrology including every church up until about the 1300s right there when after they you know the, the catholic church killed all the knights basically of the templar the mm -hmm. templar knights there was astrology in every church so um you know it's one of those things where it's like uh it works i've seen it work everywhere in my life it's made me successful it's literally made my life have everything i've ever wanted in my life really? and then you look at the other half of it where it's like every ancient culture, every old painting, Leonardo da Vinci was into it and put it in everywhere. And including the, the Last Supper painting is actually the 12 zodiac signs with Jesus in the middle as the sun. Hmm. So, you know, it's like it's everywhere. It's the smartest and most intelligent people in the world used it and have used it, including J.P. Morgan, um, who basically became a billionaire from using astrology. Based on when I was born. That tells you about my personality. At least if I have the day. Yeah, the day. I can totally go into where your, where your issues are, where your strengths are, the kind of person that you're going to be, your reaction. And then I can tell based off where the planets are today or where they were at any time in the forward or back. I can tell exactly how you reacted, when you're going to react, when those parts of yourself are going to react the most or not, mm -hmm. when you're going to feel like you've learned lessons where you're like, oh, I'm done doing this, at least for the moment. And then there's like these weird cycles in life that always bring back similar energies just at a new vibration. So it's like we go through these really weird cycles, but I'm able to tell basically everything in your life from front to back to up and down, left and right about you. My future? And your future. Yeah, that's like... You can tell my future? Yeah, 100%. Okay, I guess I just have to tell you Taurus. The planet Uranus has been in Aries since 2010. And so it's leaving in 2019 officially. So for you and all Tauruses, they felt like they've like been trying really hard to, to get where they want to go, but it feels like they're stuck constantly. And there's always something that just is weird holding them back. 
But in 2019 is finally like all the doors opening and the biggest breakthroughs for all Tauruses in their life that they've been waiting for. And they've kind of felt secluded and untrustworthy of a lot of people. And that's changing in 2019 to finally really feel like the world is ready for them, that their inhibitions that have held them back fully to that full radical expression of who they are and that great manifesto that they know they are is finally about to happen. So the last like eight years for Tauruses has been quite literally a personal secret hell that they've been afraid to tell everybody about. I, I mean, whether that's true or not, don't you think it could, it could apply to a lot of people and it's generalizing? I mean, sure, I guess you could say that, but when I get to the specific of the years, the times, and that was just one part, of course, I could sit here and do a whole reading on you for an hour just on Taurus. Um, but that aspect of living in a, a secret hell and feeling like it fully hasn't got to where you wanted to and the weird feelings about uh, especially relationships and trusting people and kind of feeling a little bit secluded from the world, that's definitely not me or probably other people watching. They're out with their friends, hanging out, partying. There's been this kind of like deep internalization of Taurus that has felt stuck in the mud because when a, when, a, when a cow falls over, it takes a long time for it to get back up. And so for Tauruses, it's been trying to get back up finally and get fully back on track like you were pre-2010. Pre there was a lot of excitement in your life building up to the 2010s. And then the 2010s kind of went the whole opposite direction you thought it was going to go. But the good news is, is all the work you did is about to finally crystallize and blow up in 2019 for the, what you've been waiting for. Well, yeah, that sounds really nice. I mean, you, you tell that to anyone, then they'll be like, yeah, that sounds great, right? That's just one it's like, part it's, of it, though. It's very, like, optimistic, you know? It's very, well, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm an optimist in how I do my astrology, right? So I'm looking at the astrology as I know where the, sh the crap is. I know where the good is. So let me show you where that crap was and then let me show you where the good is to help you through and get through but that's just one portion of a three i mean if we look at the universe 360 degree right we just looked at one angle from a 360 degree view we haven't even looked at a whole 360 degree view which is why you know in astrology just like a simple horoscope doesn't really work and that's why i do daily video horoscopes that are five to seven minutes long about the day because there's i want to look at all the planets i want to look at the angles from the moon i want to look at if there's eclipses happening or planets that are retrograding in our view and so forth you're dating someone do you have a girlfriend i'm married i'm married you're married okay yeah. before that when you were dating did you judge girls by their zodiac sign like, i would if you were compatible with your sign well i think uh for me personally I don't judge people based off their sign. I mean, I understand their characteristics. So if anything, it allows me to understand them better instead of get upset or mad in the way they react. Yeah. Because I think before astrology in my life, like especially being kind of really young and crazy, it was just kind of like, you know, oh, this chick's doing this, blah, right? You know, and it was mm -hmm. like now with astrology, it's like, oh, you know, they're this sign, so they're going to act this way. It's cool. It's kind of like how the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. If you know someone's a, a like that, an yeah. I or an E, right? If they're more I, it's like, okay, it's cool. You don't want to go out tonight? Like, I get it. Like, you want to be more closer and intimate tonight? Chill. You know, but there's going to be some nights, like, you got to know I'm an E, right? And I got to go out and 
get out and talk and show off or something. Yeah, what's this age of Aquarius? What's that mean? So, um, in especially more of the Western, um, you know, philosophy of astrology, that we shift ages based off this procession of the equinox. So if we look up at the stars on March 20th, when the equinox is, which is the beginning of the spring in the Northern Hemisphere, and if we look at the backdrop of the constellation, right now we've been in the Pisces energy, the age of Pisces for the last 2,000 years. So imagine that the ages that are every 2,000 years, we're entering the cusp. So we're at this in-between stage right before we enter of this confusion, but also not with technology and, and starting to figure out. Aquarius is a, is a genius. It's, a, it's an understanding of, of thought at radical levels and figuring things out. So Pisces is more of an intuition, but it doesn't have the factual understandings. Mm -hmm. So being at this cusp of the age of Aquarius, we're at this time of leaving confusion and coming into massive understanding. So we're at this really in-between space over this next hundred years of like, ooh, yeah, you know, we're figuring it out, but we're not. So we're kind of like being teased, you know, like we're getting this cool information, but we're still in a zone where there's deceit and lies. I mean, look at history. There's a lot that happened that isn't revealed. You go to a Barnes and Noble now, you go and watch History Channel. They aren't telling what really happened fully. I mean, that's why things like Ancient Aliens or stuff like that have come out and trying to kind of show a different perspective of what's really gone on in history, you know? All the pyramids, all the sacred sites in the Mayan pyramids, everything was all connected to the stars and the positions of the stars. Like literally to to the star Sirius, um, if you look at the 33 degree parallel lines right now, even right through LA, it goes right through Egypt, through Cairo, hmm. right? Yeah, I, yeah, I know the Egyptians were big on it. Oh yeah, so hmm. there is this, and in and, and funny in Freemasonry, right? 33 degrees is the highest Mason level that you can get, right? Uh -huh. Also at Disneyland, Club 33 is the one where you can barely get in. You have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars at the top right above um, the um, Pirates of the Caribbean up in that area, Club 33. Huh. There's a lot of uh, connection with astrology to all the ancient understandings and wisdom of more of this other occult knowledge of the universe and how it works. Are you part of any cults? No. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> but they've all hit me up before. No. How do you know? I've literally been in the weirdest places where, where either A, I've been hired to, because I'm also a DJ, like I've been hired to DJ, and then like at the last minute they're like, yeah, it's at this Freemason Lodge. And then I'll be like, okay. Hmm. And I do the party, and then afterwards they go, let us show you around here. Like DJing a Freemason Lodge party? Very weird. I mean, everyone likes music, right? Yeah, everybody likes music. But they <laughs> approach you in ways like that. Huh. They, wait, so they wanted you to join? They're not allowed to technically tell you to join. They basically show you and you have to then ask. It's a very weird thing. It's like, it's like a toying around thing. Huh. And I said, I remember going back to my girlfriend at the time and I asked her, do you think I should join? Because a lot, I mean, let's be honest, right? We look at presidents, we look at people that have done things in this world. They're all Masons, okay? Huh. Even our George Washington and everyone, 
and there's deep connections there with a lot of occult knowledge but I asked her at the time and she was like no like she was like terrified of that <laughs> and I was like yeah and maybe uh, maybe you're right there is a new age coming and there is a new thing in the world and I don't I didn't feel like it felt right it felt like an old boys club and hmm. I'm not really into that vibe what if my horoscope is wrong what do you what do you tell people then well I don't think a horoscope is ever wrong so um Basically, it's that's just their own. It's never wrong. Well, because well, let's let's think of it this way, right? Tell well, me one thing on this planet that is constant. Uh, I I don't know what you mean by that. The, if you look at the Earth, everything is always changing constantly. Okay. Whether we look at the landscape, whether we look at us as humans and how we um, are evolving or are our age uh, we yeah, look at the okay. plants the trees the, the rivers or everything like that. there's nothing constant on earth the only thing that is constant is we know exactly when a full moon will be to the minute degree time and date we know exactly when Mars will be in that position and will be in that part of the sky and retrograde we know exactly when all the planets are going to be in the exact same position all the time we can do it forward back front left right we can go into the past and know the exact time in 1848 Neptune went into Pisces, the exact same time that all the, all the Californians went to do this whole thing about the gold rush. And how funny that we just had Neptune come back into Pisces in 2011 and now everybody's leaving California. Like, it, the opposite's happening. So cycles in the universe with the sun, moon, and the planets are the only thing that are a guarantee in life. There's no other guarantee. So how do you help people? You tell them their horoscope, or you tell them all these things about them and you kind of shift them in the right direction? Yeah, I would say that um, the help is giving them the relief that what they're experiencing in their life is not crazy. Because what people go through in their life, there is no kind of guide as far as why things are happening. I mean, people turn to religions for like, Things happen for a reason because God's got your back. And that's one, and that's a great thing. Mm. But what astrology offers, and I'm not saying astrology is God or religion or anything, and actually it's very connected to God and very connected to religion, mm. but astrology is the, the, the total validation of what you're going through and the validation that this is when it will end and this is when the next cycle will begin to be able for you to get out of that because it always is these cycles of us feeling like why is this happening in my life right now or even if you're in a really great space in your life it's a validation of that but also preparing them for them when that high is going to go low again so when it hits the low they're not going to freak out because that's the life of peaks and valleys so it's helping them understand in the valley when the peak is and to validate that they're in a, a peak or in a valley and helping them to guide them to be aware of why things are happening in their life opposed to blindly going through it. So if someone just got in a car accident, you would say you would help them validate why? Yeah, I would help them validate why and I would help them validate what was the reason why? What was the conscious, what, what was it waking you up towards? What, it was an know? accident. It was a freak accident, though. It was out of their will. It was out of everyone's will, right? Well, I mean, it depends. on. I don't have the chart in front of me, so we're doing a lot of what-ifs, right? Well, yeah, what, what's this chart? Is this, is this a computer or like a piece of paper? 
we, I mean, I could do it by just you and I walking outside at night and looking at the planets and knowing their rotations, and I know it all in my head, so I could do it in my head. If I knew their birthday and I was able to pull up their chart from a computer, or if I were to handwrite it and spend like a couple hours with a scientific computer, I mean, calculator, and oh. actually do it and put it on a chart. So I could do it in multiple different ways. Wait, it's a natal chart. Correct, yeah. Someone wrote it, right? Well... Someone wrote like the words on it right it's not really words but all it is is the earth at the center with the con the 12 constellations around that the positions of the planets their geometry angles to those planets mm -hmm. and then basically as an astrologer i take the planets of today and make angles to that and then i run other advanced charts like secondary progressions or solar arcs which i'm able to see like every year you've been alive i'll move your planets one degree for solar arc and then for every year you've been alive i'll move your chart one day in advance and look at where the planets were like if you're 34 35 i'll look at it 35 days after your birth where were the planets at that day and how they affecting your chart now so there's a lot of uh ways to look at it <laughs> that sounds that sounds complicated um it's complicated but it's actually if you were to like it's divine science and that's what Leonardo da Vinci, that's what, um, hmm. you know, Ptolemy and all these amazing people back in this last thousand years and going even farther back, that's what it was about, was divine science. That's science and whether you call it spirituality, um, the, the mystic energy, the magic, when they mix together, create alchemy. And that alchemy is the understanding of how it all is together as one. We're in a separatist world right now where everybody is only in mind without soul or only in soul without mind, right? Hmm. Where I think astrology is this perfect hybrid of like, we're taking science, we're taking soul, and we're mixing it together. Whereas right now in religions, everybody's all soul and doesn't believe in anything scientific. And then in science, it's all scientific and doesn't believe in anything magical. This, yeah, but the scientific community is, like everyone, has completely disqualified it. So it can't Correct. Be, so there's but, no science. But, but, but we're looking at, okay, so science is one form of looking at things outside of the five sentences from instruments, from, from certain things to, you know, put a hypothesis together. And basically all science is a hypothesis. There is no guarantee in science ever, you know, like... Truly, there's not because it's constantly changing. I mean, now it's what? String theory now is the next new thing. So they even yeah. are evolving constantly and science is evolving constantly. And um, so, so really nobody on the planet knows everything. Nobody does. Yeah. So even my, myself, I don't know. But as an astrologer, the math of the universe is the only constant thing that we can guarantee on that goes beyond the scientists of today, the scientists of a thousand years ago, the scientists of two thousand years ago, the scientists of three thousand years ago, and at least is this one algorithm that has been shining on us. And literally, do you think that whatever created us put us on this earth to not look up and realize that the whole answers of the world are right in front of us? You just got to look up outside, but nobody's doing that. This algorithm. Yeah, you're saying you get their birthday and, you know, you do the natal chart and blah, blah, blah. Where are the actual words, like, saying whatever about them coming from? They're coming from 
the, I guess you could say there's no words. There's they're, they're I guess like he's feelings. looking for descriptions or feelings or metaphors or whatever you want to look at it. They're, they're coming to you like through your mind by looking at the chart. There's the, well, there's a there's a couple ways to look at it. One way is, of course, knowing the algorithm of the planets and the rotation of the sun, the moon, and the Earth, and the eclipse cycles are very important, right? Because those are a mathematical guarantee in life. Now you apply that to somebody's chart, and what you do is then now you are able to see their algorithm and how it connects with the universe, right? Because there's this kind of, I call it the collective consciousness, or we could call it the collective understanding of the universe, but then there's this individualized form of ourselves living within it. And it's about combining those two together and finding kind of like two gears and how to, when are they clicking right? And how do they click right? And I guess you could say for your answer of where we get these descriptions of the planets and their meanings, right? Right. Come from everything from in the Western world, come from Greek mythology, come from okay. um, Roman thought as well, Babylonian. Okay. Um, and then also the mixture of the Eastern philosophies from, of course, the Indians and the, and the Vedas, but also it goes to Chinese astrology um tibetan astrology really it's a mixture of all of them if you're a really good astrologer you use all of them i use all of them okay so um they come from ancient uh philosophies and what they were figuring out over thousands of years of time what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't an astrologer uh, if I wasn't an astrologer, I'd be doing what I do now. I'd be DJing, uh, and I race jet skis professionally. So oh, um, wow. I'd be doing those things, or I'd be producing videos still on YouTube and uh, being on reality shows and and just doing the things I love and being on the beach. And cool. Um, but I'd be fascinated with history. I'd be a historian, or like Indiana Jones, and art like a. Like, like that was my hero was Indiana Jones because hmm. he looked deep and he didn't believe in his father in the Holy Grail in the third one. He didn't believe his father the whole time that his whole, his father's Sean, Conner, Sean Connery's whole life purpose was finding the Holy Grail. And in that third one, he finally finds it. And he asks him at the very end, he says, what did you find dad? And he goes, illumination. And really at the end of the day is illumination is what this is about. This life is finding information and hmm. finding the truth and we're in a world and in the science community unfortunately is not providing true information they're providing a left-brained only approach without including the right brain and so if you're only doing looking at it from one side it's not fully the information it'd just be like looking at it from a negative or a positive point of view instead of both that's why i don't believe in good and evil as like this like one-sided approach because you got to have this ability to look at both sides to get the full picture or a battery doesn't work with positive or negative so hmm. um i love science and i love i'm an, I, I, I use it all the time but i also mix it with my right brain creative side and when you do both <laughs> you get awesome results you know yeah you have a show coming out um raw something oh oh yeah I, I, i'm always putting new shows on YouTube. It's called just Raw Revelations. It's going to be oh. a lot more. But I have a, a magazine that's coming out on, on October 30th uh, through Walmarts, Barnes & Nobles, everything. It's the year ahead 2019 Astrology Horoscope by the Leo King. It's a 100-page magazine I wrote. Hmm. Um, it'll be in every store in the U.S. and Canada. 
nice. in every grocery store. And basically, it's about politics. I do four pages on Trump. I do uh, the economy. I do all 12 sun signs, of course. I do the change in love and relationships and dating over the next uh, year in 2019. Four pages on that. So nice. that's my next big thing that's really coming up. Check out the Leo King in the description, info in the description. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Andrew. You're the man, dude. Yeah. And uh, thanks for watching, and I will see you next week.